Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. How you doing today, Illini fans? Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. I am Jeremy Warner. To be honest with you, I did not plan on releasing this podcast this afternoon, which is before the Nebraska game. So if you're listening to this later, that's fine. There's a lot of content on here uh, that uh, is evergreen because I talked today with CBS Sports College basketball writer Kyle Boone, who also is the NBA draft expert uh, for CBS Sports, and got into a great conversation with him about Illinois so far this season, and he is the high man when it comes to NBA draft guys on Io DeSumo. So I wanted to talk to Kyle about why, what he sees in Io DeSumo at the next level, uh, because Brad Underwood said the other day, Io needs to go pro. And it's true, but I wanted to talk with the high man on him, uh, why Io DeSumo has improved his draft stock so much and why he's just been so high on him. But also, I reacted right away with Kyle about the news of the day. Heard the rumors this morning. And uh, yes, Alana fans, we heard them and then we go to work trying to confirm them. And that's very difficult uh, at times to get official sources to be on the record. And we have a high standard that we want to apply to make sure we're 100% on everything, whether that's Io having a broken nose, which is now true. Io missing games, which he will miss tonight's game against Nebraska. The timetable for the rest of it, there is no official timetable. He could miss multiple games. That is a possibility, uh, but we are not certain of those things quite yet. Brad Underwood uh, released a statement today. Io is eager to play. We're hopeful for his return to our lineup. So Illinois is calling it a facial injury, reportedly a broken nose, and that's what we have heard as well. So he will not play against Nebraska tonight. And there's a lot of anger, justifiably, uh, by Illini fans because the hit by Sissoko from Michigan State, when I saw it live, I thought it was a dirty play. And they didn't call it right away. And I think that's a problem for Big Ten officials. But to their credit, they went back, they relied on review, which too often we see officials rely on review, but thankfully we had that. They reviewed it. They called the correct call, a flagrant two. And Sissoko was kicked out of the game. Now, did Sissoko mean to break Ayodesumu's nose? I don't think so. I'm not going to put that on him. I'm not going to call him names. And there's been some real bad twittering out there today uh, calling Sissoko certain names. But it was a dirty basketball play. Um, he had both his arms. He wasn't going for the ball. Uh, he wasn't trying to block the shot, in my opinion. He was trying to hit Desumu Hart, similar to what you saw out of Bill Lambeer and the Bad Boys Pistons. Now, some people like that kind of basketball. To me, that's not basketball. You can be physical, but that kind of stuff to me, whether you meant to elbow Ayo Desumu in the nose or not, he meant to inflict a lot of pain on Ayo Desumu there. And, and there's video of Kofi Coburn getting it in, into it with Sissoko, and I thought Kofi probably could have been teed up for something too. So, Alan Griffin last year, that was a dirty play. got kicked out and he was suspended for a game. I'll be very interested to see what the Big Ten does if they decide that Sissoko deserves a suspension for that. 
and obviously would an injury to its star player impact that? Sure. Sure. I think we're results-based in a lot of these things. So that is a possibility uh, as well. So we'll see. We'll see what Brad Underwood says um, publicly. I'm sure he and Josh Whitman uh, are having conversations with the Big Ten that we are not privy to. That's just an assumption on my part, but I think it's a safe assumption. But we'll see what comes of this. But Illinois tonight against Nebraska, if you're hearing this a couple hours before, uh, they need people to step up because Nebraska gave Illinois a scare with Iodesumu, and without Iodesumu, they wouldn't have won. And Nebraska's not very good. I still think Illinois should be favored and be favored big in this game. Now, maybe not 12 and a half, 13 points like they were before, but you still have Kofi Coburn in this game. Nebraska has no one who can compete with him, right? Uh, Andre Curbelo, still probably the best ball handler on, on the court tonight. Um, Adam Miller needs to step up. We know Trent Frazier has played really well here recently. He has to step up. Uh, and then maybe you get more Coleman Hawkins today at the four, Grandison Moore at the three. Demonte Williams needs to provide some kind of offensive threat. So tonight, we know I would assume who's out. Illinois guys need to step up. They need to have a sense of urgency and they need to have confidence. And we'll see how the coaching staff responds with their game plan as well. If they're out, if I was out at Wisconsin, which we're not sure about yet, just want to make that clear, that's an issue. If he's out at Michigan and Ohio State, of course, that's an issue. Uh, but get through tonight. Get a win tonight. And I, I think the committee, how much would they take into you know thought that I would be out for, for more games after that? I'm not sure. If Illinois loses a couple games, they'll probably drop down to the three line. But the most important thing is getting Io DeSumo back healthy for the postseason. And there are some possibilities that Io being out for a couple games screws this team up because I, I know that Michigan State was a loss, but this team was playing really well. It was playing its best basketball over the last two months. Even if there was some up and down play in these wins, they won seven straight games. So having your best player out for even one game or potentially multiple games, it's not ideal going to the postseason. But uh, Io coming back masked and a little bit perturbed, yeah, I wouldn't want to play him. I wouldn't want to play him. But that's my thoughts on that. It's been an emotional day on Twitter already before we even have a game. And uh, it's been a little exhausting being on Twitter, whether it's seeing some of the media, some of the fans, all those things, it's obviously a blow for Illinois. And I understand why there's a lot of anger coming out of that Michigan State game because that was a dirty play. Uh, Sissoko was ejected for it. I think that was the right thing. We'll see if anything more comes out of it, and we'll see how Illinois handles it most of all. But when we come back, my conversation with Kyle Boone about this injury, what it means for Illinois, what he's thought of Illinois, because Kyle coming into the year had Illinois in his final four. Uh, he predicted that, and he didn't feel too good about that a couple months into the season, uh, but get his thoughts on how Illinois played, what he thinks about them compared to the rest of the college basketball upper echelon so far. And then we dive into why he is the high man of NBA draft experts on Iodesumu, as well as what he thinks about Kofi's professional future. That's coming up next on the Online Enquirer podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast and happy today to bring on one of CBS Sports' best college basketball writers and kind of a national perspective and a draft perspective of these Illini. And that's Kyle Boone, CBS Sports. Kyle, thanks for hopping on today and and an eventful day for Illinois basketball as it is. Yeah, we kind of lucked out here because this is a pretty newsy, noisy day, it sounds like, in in the world of Illini Hoops. So, yeah, happy to uh, chat some hoops with you, man. Yeah, so Io DeSumo out officially tonight against Nebraska, yep. which uh, Illinois fans would hope isn't that big of a deal. Hopefully, for their sake, Andre Curbelo, Trent Frazier, Adam Miller can make up for that. But uh, we don't know how long he'll be out. Uh, broken nose is, is the word that we're getting, um, which is probably better than a concussion, Kyle. But what was your initial reaction to that? Super bummed. Um, not surprised, though, especially if you watch that Michigan State game. That was it was a war. It was it was a dogfight the entire game. And you saw at the end where he, he kind of took that shot to the face and went down. He got medical attention. And then, of course, he comes back on the floor and finishes the game, plays the final four minutes and change. Um, he, he missed some free throws kind of uncharacteristically, and, and maybe now we know why he missed those right. free throws. But um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for Illinois. Um, this is a team that I think is uh, is, is – playing its best basketball right now, save for that Michigan State game. So, yeah, you're losing your best player for an indefinite amount of time. This is uh, this is not good. But, I, you know, I think there's a chance that, obviously, if he returns, uh, this, this is still a team that I think is primed for a deep NCAA tournament run. But timing-wise, it's not great. Yeah, what would be, like, the worst-case scenario here is that they're, yeah, he just gets rust, this team – loses yep. several games right i mean and then they fall in, in the seating right and and they're just kind of disrupted yeah that's that's probably it yeah um you know i i think this team is is really well balanced and they probably are uniquely positioned to withstand this blow but look it's a huge blow you're, you're we're talking about io Desumu. he's one of the best players in college basketball this season and not having him on the floor, even if it's you know a week or two weeks or three weeks or however long, um, it's going to disrupt some of your rhythm. And so, um, yeah, the, obviously the hope is that he comes back soon. Maybe he's, he can wear a mask. It sounds like there was a report that he was getting fitted for a mask, and he's not going to play tonight. Um, but maybe that won't keep him out for too long, and that, and that would be good news for Illinois. Um, right now, uh, CBS Jerry Palm has Illinois as a number two seed in the tournament. I think that's probably about right, and you know they've got some tough tests to in the regular season with with Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Ohio State all on the road. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're still in a pretty good spot just because they've played really so well over the last month. So 
before this, Kyle, just what did you think of this Illinois team? And really, I mean, I know last year was a great year, but I know they had a lot of preseason hype. I know you were high on them coming into the year, but mm-hmm. you know, they especially this last month, they they started to live up to it. So, what did you think about how this team was coming together? You know what? I was a little bit nervous. Um, to be honest, I was really, really high on this Illinois team um, when Io and Kofi kind of announced that they were going to return. I think I wrote a column for CBS just saying, like, people need to realize, like, how big of a deal this is. This is going to be one of the best teams, not only in the Big Ten, but in all of college basketball. Like, there's a chance that Illinois can win the national championship in 2021. And people are like, yeah, you know, we'll see. You know, this is mostly the same team from last year. They're adding some some pieces. Um, But for the most part, it's kind of the same guys. Like, listen, like, Io is really good. Like he's an NBA player. Kofi's probably going to play in the pros at some point too. And uh, getting them back, I was super high on them. And then they started the season, and they were just okay, right? You know, they they got stomped by Baylor, and now that it looks like everyone's going to get stomped by Baylor. Um, the the loss on the road to Missouri was, you know, maybe not what I expected, but they've really kind of turned a corner. Um, really on both ends of the floor on offense, IO has taken things to another level and we've seen kind of IO at his best and, and what this Illinois team can be um, really since the calendar turned to 2021. And um, I, I still think I stand by it. I think Illinois can win the national championship and I hope for Illinois sake that IO is at full strength because yeah. this is one of the most fun teams in college hoops to watch when IO's really got it rolling when Kofi is just, blowing people by down in the post. Uh, this is this is a really exciting basketball team, and I hope uh, that they're at full strength soon. Yeah, Kyle, obviously I'm living this every day. Illini fans are living yeah. this every day. But like from a national perspective, what does make this team intriguing or what does make this team interesting? Well, I, I think he, I'm probably a little bit of a broken record here, but it's, it's definitely Io. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that, he he seems to always come up clutch. Like I, I can't I can't quite um, describe it, but there's like this sort of rational confidence when I'm watching Illinois, and you know I can turn on the TV and be like, okay, they're down double digits, but there's still 15 minutes left. They're probably fine, um, <laughs> and most of the time they are fine. Yeah. And Io kind of turns it up, and he he's he's really emerged as like this closing presence, like Mariano Rivera, where you just have this confidence and, and this poise that Illinois plays with. And I think that centers around IO. Um, but the team embodies kind of his presence and swagger and confidence in a way that is, is really fascinating to watch. And so if kind of almost from an outsider looking in, that's kind of the, the vibe I get from Illinois They They just play with a lot of confidence and swagger. Like they know they're good and they don't care if they're down 20 points or they're up 20 points, they're going to play with the same amount of confidence and swagger that they always do. And um, just, just as a spectator, it's, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And Kofi Coburn, Kyle, like, have you, have you seen a player quite like him? I, I struggle in Illinois history, even, even to find one. Um, but he's so different. It's, you know, I'll talk to you about his NBA prospects, but it's like, it's hard to place him at that level. Um, just because there's not a lot of guys like him at that level either. He's just such a brute force and he hasn't proved so much from last year. He's, 
Yeah, he's so big. Like I'm stating the obvious here, but he's just gigantic, and it's it's hard to find comps for a guy who's seven foot and nearly 300 pounds. I mean, there was a there was a lot that was made of Zion Williamson when he was at Duke because he was listed around the same weight, like 285 pounds, and he was only like six seven, six eight. Um, but Kofi's seven foot, two eighty five, two ninety in that range, and he just wields it with with power and force. Um, a guy he kind of reminds me of in the Big Ten uh, is Hunter Dickinson from hmm. Michigan, seven foot one, like two hundred sixty pounds, and and Kofi he can just body anyone, uh, and so that's that is such a huge advantage that he really has on anyone he plays. Now he, he's he's probably not the best defender when you're trying to draw him out on the perimeter. He can't move his feet particularly well. I think that's probably going to hurt his NBA prospects, but um, yeah, I mean, for, for college basketball, for what Illinois is asking him to do, he's a, uh, he's a brute force that is impossible to deal with. And uh, yeah, the, the way he just kind of wields it with so much force and with so much power uh, it's uh, it's really incredible to watch. I can't help think now because I was watching Syracuse earlier in the week. This would have been a good time to have Alan Griffin still on your roster with with Iota oh, Sumu yeah. out. Um, and that's the I think that's the question for me is if those guys have an off game like they kind of had off games uh, for themselves relatively at Michigan State. Do they have the supporting cast to make up for it? What do you think? Uh, does Illinois have a strong enough supporting cast, or is that the big flaw going into March? Now, do they have a strong supporting cast to make up for if Io or Kofi has an off night? I I think not, but I think they have a strong enough supporting cast that if one of those guys flails a little bit, they have guys who could step up. You know, Trent Fraser, we we've seen he can he can really fill it up in spurts. Uh, Adam Miller is a guy who is is a pretty good three point shooter. Curbelo has had some really fun and interesting moments. So, I, you know what? I think for Illinois to win it all, they really need Io and Kofi to be kind of at their top level. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying, but I think that probably applies to Gonzaga and Baylor too. Right. Gonzaga needs uh, Corey Kispert and uh, Drew Timmy to play at their top level. Baylor needs Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell and those guys to play at their top level. So, you know... Uh, they they need their their guys their stars to shine. So I don't think they're that much different from some of the best teams in college basketball. And for that reason, uh, again, I I consider Illinois to be one of those true contenders that can legitimately win it all. I was going to ask you because Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, I think are kind of asserting themselves as the top three yep. here uh, and, and very likely number one seeds of that next group. Um, is there a team you like more than Illinois, or where would you kind of stack Illinois up against that next tier in college basketball this season? Yeah, you know, to me, um, Gonzaga Baylor are in their own tier. I would probably put Michigan in the second tier, kind of by themselves. Um, in that next tier, I think Illinois is is at the top. Okay. Um, they're they're probably in that same group with Ohio State and. Maybe Iowa. Um, I think Illinois is pretty clearly – they have a higher ceiling than Iowa, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I think Illinois, they're they are one of the top six or so teams that uh, can win it all. So, it's uh, – yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're having a strong year, and I would consider them to be 
at least in that top three tiers in, in college hoops. So, yeah. Kyle, you also put together the top 50 uh, big board for the NBA draft for CBS. Mm-hmm. And you are high. I think you are the high man on Io DeSumo when it, when it comes to NBA draft guys. Um, why? why? Why do you think you are higher on Io or what do you love about him that maybe some people don't love about him as much? Yeah, I am the high guy. And I'm, I'm looking back at my first uh, update. He was at number 19. And we've got a an update coming this week. He's going to be at number 16. So I am admittedly high on IO. Um, I I just believe in the talent. You know, he the progression he's made year after year is obviously really impressive. But, you know, the character, I think, is, is something that, you know, behind the scenes, people continue to rave about him. He's a guy who's a really hard worker. He's He's got high character. He's really committed to improving, and he's done that year after year. Um, you know, the the big knock on him last year was that you know he his three point shot isn't isn't quite there. Um, he he turns the ball over a lot, but he's not really a great creator. Now this season, he's he's shooting forty percent from the three point line. His assists per game are up to uh, all the way up to five point three assists per game, and. Uh, Everything, everything about him, you know, I, I screams. I think screams NBA player. He's six foot five, can create uh, as as a scorer, and uh, can make plays for his teammates. And so, you know, I, is he going to be an NBA starter? I'm not sure. I, I think he can be, but at the very least, you're talking about a guy who can create offense. And in the NBA, where that is really at a premium, I have a hard time thinking that that is not worth a top twenty pick. And um, you know, there, there's going to be guys who say, you know, he's he's been in college basketball for three years now. This is really the first time we've seen him kind of at an elite level. So maybe, you know, he's a little bit older as a college player. We'd rather take a, a swing at some young guys. But to me, he's playing like a national player of the year candidate. You know, I, I've seen enough from him to think, OK, he doesn't have to show me much more. He's done everything he needs to do at the college level. And uh, he's going to be a producer at the NBA. It kind of reminds me, honestly, of uh, Emmanuel Quickly, a guy from Kentucky who last season ended up being the SEC Player of the Year, and people were thinking he was going to be a second-round pick. You know, he, the the shot really improved dramatically. He was a he was a really good producer of, of assists and just generally on offense. And yet, people were saying, you know, I don't I don't know if it translates to the NBA level. Well, now we're seeing. He's he's basically the Knicks' best point guard, and I think that could be a similar path for for Io. I, I was about to ask, like, because sometimes comps, man, like you get roped into them, and then they're not perfect, yes. you know. Um, but like, what is his role? Like, is is there a certain role you see him fitting in in, in the NBA? Because I sit there, Kyle, and go, if I'm a team in the late first round that's already got their stars because they're in the playoffs, like that's a guy I'd want mm-hmm. on my team, like because I think he's just going to play a role and get better. Yeah, yeah. If I if I'm a if I'm a team that already has a starting point guard, I would I would love to get IO. Um just because I think if you have him as your backup point guard, you're going to be so you're going to be so set uh, for a long time at that position. I, I do think he can grow into a starting point guard at the NBA level. But even if he doesn't, you're talking about one of the best backups in the NBA. Um he, I think I think he can play on and off the ball just because the shot I really do buy I think is legit. Um, 
he's shooting above 40% this season. I think that is uh, sustainable. And again, I go back to his commitment, I think, to improving and just the character that that people continue to rave about. I I think that actually means a lot. And it sounds super cheesy and corny, um, but NBA teams really do look look at that stuff. And the reports that they're getting on IO are are just glowing. And so – yeah, I mean, I think he's he's probably going to start in the league as a backup, but um, a guy who just because of his scoring ability and his ability to create offense, I think is is going to earn him a role in the NBA for a long time. And it's just a rarity, Kyle, for like a guy to come back as an upperclassman and improve his stock. Like one of the reasons I thought he might just stay in is because it just feels like guys get punished for for being older once they get to the NBA draft, but. Uh, even yep. Kispert is one of those guys. Uh, Butler um, feels like some of those guys can benefit from coming back when it feels like nowadays guys rarely do that. No, I think that's exactly right. And I was talking to my editor, Adi Joseph, about IO specifically pretty recently, and he was kind of making the point to me. It's like if if IO had done this as a freshman, we'd be talking about him as a potential top 10 pick, top yep. five pick. Um, and he had the pedigree coming out of high school. He was a five-star recruit, um, six foot five. He's got really good size and, and clearly is a good offensive player. Um, and so there's almost like an age discrimination against these guys because, you know, they're, they're not one and done. They don't have that, that fresh shine. Um, but you know, just if we were judging him solely off of this year's sample size and throwing out age, I think we're talking about a guy who's in the lottery. And so for that reason, um, I, I feel pretty confident being the high guy on the um, just because I think there is an obvious role for this guy in the NBA. Um, and I feel pretty confident about that. Cal, before I let you go, I want to ask you about Kofi. Um, just because yeah. it could, could he return for junior year? Like I, I've kind of only put it in my mind. He's 21 years old already. He flirted with the idea last year. How much can he improve his stock next year? Does, does it change how people look at him in the NBA? So what do you think his decision is like? Like, what are his options after this year? I think he could go pro if he wanted. Um, to be honest, I think I'm probably with you. I'm not sure that he can really prove too much more at the college level before jumping to the next level. And I saw Brad Underwood earlier this week say, you know, essentially, like, Io has to go. He's done everything he needs to do at the college level to prove that he's going to be an NBA player. I think that's probably the case with, with Kofi as well. Um, he could come back, and I suppose he could probably improve his stock a little bit, but I think for the most part, he kind of is what, what he is. He's seven foot. You know, he's, he's pushing 300 pounds. I don't think we're going to see a guy who dramatically changes his body and becomes more mobile. Um, he's, he's a very good player for what he is, and that is just an elite uh, rebounder, a guy who really uses his size well. He can he can score it efficiently around the rim, and there's there's an obvious role uh, for guys like that. I think in the NBA as well. I I don't know that he's going to be drafted. Um, if I was, you know, I have a top fifty right now. He's not in my top fifty. I would imagine he would be somewhere around sixty to ninety for me. Um, and so there's there's a chance he gets drafted. Um, and, and we'll see. I think it, he's actually a pretty interesting one because there's probably not a ton of upside. Teams aren't probably going to be wanting to take a chance on him. Um, 
with with the draft pick, but teams will probably prioritize him in free agency or on a two-way deal in the hopes that he can come off the bench and, and grab some rebounds and, and finish around the rim for you. I, th- I think there's a chance that he ends up using that skill set to become a, either a useful player in the NBA or, or make it a ton of money overseas. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, we always hear 20 years ago he would have been a lottery picker. 30 years ago he definitely would have been. His role yeah. nowadays would just be doing his one thing, like rebounding, right, and doing it really, really well for 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, and, and he's done that really well at Illinois. Um, just, just an elite, re, uh, re, uh, like a rebounder and a guy who finishes everything around the room. Uh, the, the NBA has changed so much to where they really de-emphasize that. But the fact that big men in the NBA just are slowly being phased out, I, I think could actually be a good thing for, for Kofi because teams don't want to spend uh, top draft capital. For, for guys who are maybe going to be phased out of the NBA in a few years. So um, for that reason, I, I do think that there's a chance that he sticks on a bench at some point in the NBA. Great stuff. Kyle Boone, CBS Sports. Kyle, really appreciate the time and insight on Illinois and their uh, draft prospects, man. I can't thank you enough. And I appreciate your time, Jeremy. And uh, we're we're sending good thoughts <laughs> towards uh, Io's nose here. I'm, I'm hopeful that he returns to the court soon. Yeah, all Illini fans are thinking that. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, man. We'll see you. Great stuff from Kyle Boone. Can't thank him enough for spending about 20 minutes with us today, giving us his national perspective and his draft perspective. I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, it's great to hear that that Io DeSumo has raised his stock because that wasn't a guarantee when he came back. Uh, and he has definitely improved his game in basically every way. In basically every way. And, and I love seeing that rewarded. I love seeing hard work, perseverance. Uh, rewarded and, and it's not just for him it's been for Illinois basketball and his team uh, as well so hopefully Io heals up quick he gets back on the court quickly uh, and it works well for him because uh, what a storybook season he has put together and yeah this probably hurts his national player of the year candidacy which is a shame it's, it's an absolute shame but uh, that's not what people are going to remember the most right like what people are going to remember the most is what happens in March, and that's what we want. We want Iowa Desumu back on the court in March because it's not only good for Illinois, it's not only good for Iowa Desumu, but it's good for college basketball uh, to have a guy like that back out on the court. All right, we will have plenty of coverage of tonight's more interesting possibly game against Nebraska, where Trent Frazier, Andre Curbelo, Adam Miller all got to step up on the perimeter. Everybody has to step up with Illinois star out of the game. Uh, obviously, last year against Rutgers didn't work well without Io there, but I, I just have that in the back of my mind that we thought Io could be out for a long time, and uh, we feared a torn ACL, and he's back within one game. Right, And he does that to Penn State on the road to a top 10 team. So I just have that in my head uh, just to give you some positive thoughts as we exit here. We'll have plenty of content from tonight's Nebraska game. I'm working on a piece on Nate McNeil returning to the Illinois football recruiting department. Also caught up with an Illini pro athlete that I'll have a feature on over the weekend. And we just loaded with Illini content and Illini Inquirer. Check it out there. 50% off a of VIP membership right now, plus Paramount Plus. That's $50 plus of savings. I'm, I'm Paramount Plus, you put it in there, it's probably $100 of savings. need to calculate that better before I, I start this promo. Uh, but you can get that right now. we got about a week more left in that deal. So give us a try. I, I swear you'll enjoy it. And uh, our thousands of members, I think, would agree with that as well. Also, if you don't 
subscribed to our podcast already, please do. It helps us out and it just automatically updates to your phone. So when I do a podcast like this or after the game, it just goes straight to your phone and tells you. Thank you for listening to the Online Choir podcast. Everybody have a great night. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Choir podcast.